Let's pray. Lord God, Father in heaven, bless you once again for another day. Father, this is a new day for us because yesterday is gone, tomorrow's not promised to us. And so we need to live out the rest of this day in a way that will truly glorify you. The Bible is clear in this, and that it is clear in this that you have revealed to us that we are to redeem the time. We are to make use of the time that you give us. Our days in this earth are numbered. The hours in our day are numbered minutes and seconds and so forth. And so it's important that we rise each day with the hope of meeting with you and trusting that you will speak to us, especially by the Holy Spirit, the Spirit which has spoken to us and revealed to us your eternal purpose and plan especially for those who believe in Christ Jesus through the Bible. And so I pray, Father, that as we read this morning, that you would reveal to us, Father, those things which we must know in order to truly glorify you and to enjoy you and to live out the rest of this day in a way that you will be pleased. In Jesus' name I ask and pray. Amen. Joshua chapter 11. I'll be reading from Joshua chapter 11 today. Joshua chapter 11 is a, another one of those chapters that comes after the first victory, which was at Jericho. I should say after the crossing of the Jordan. And the battle at Jericho. Those are two important battles, two important campaigns, which were which Joshua led the people of Israel, God's people. And um, at I, they they had problems with sin, and um, we're going to see that. This is a this is going to be a pattern briefly in, within this book. They're going to have victories in their battles, but then they're going to they're going to stumble at different times because of sin and so forth. But God is going to show to them His faithfulness to them. He's going to give to them all that He had promised them. Especially if they obey. And so, in Joshua chapter 11, I'll begin reading there. And I ask that you read along with me. And I pray that you will be blessed by the words that are written here this morning. Amen? Now, when Jabin, king of Hazar, heard of this, he sent word to Jacob, king of Madan, 
to the kings of Shimron and Akshaph and to the northern kings who were in the mountains in the Arabah south of Kinnereth and the western foothills and the Napoth door on the west to the Canaanites in the east and west the Amorites Hittites Perizzites and Jebusites in the hill country and the Hivites below Hermon in the region of Mizpah. These are the northern regions of Canaan, Palestine during that time. Canaan, uh, which included Palestine. Uh, and these kings, they came out with all their troops in a large number, number of horses and chariots. A huge army as numerous as the sand on the seashore. All these kings joined forces and made camp together at the waters of Merom to fight against Israel. The Lord said to Joshua, Do not be afraid of them, because by the time, by this time tomorrow, I will hand all of them over to Israel, slain. You are to hamstring their horses and burn their chariots. Once again, God is speaking to Joshua and he's reminding him that he is the commander of this army. He is the commander of the army, the people of Israel, the men of Israel, and they are to follow his orders. It's the same way for us each day when we rise. We need to realize that the Lord our God, Jesus, is our commander, and we are to follow his orders. We are to do that, do what he tells us to do. Amen? Because we want to find out, if, we, and especially here as we read along, it's important, it's for our, it's, it, it's, 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 I should say it's very important, because it can save your life. It can save our lives. That's why it's important to obey God. As we wait, especially for the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In this life, we will have struggles. We will suffer. We will have some of the same, we will experience some of the same things that those who have gone before us, like Joshua and Israel, are experiencing or had experienced during their time in this earth. So we can learn a lot from these battles. And the, one of the things we definitely want to understand right now is that God, the Lord our God, Jesus, is the commander of the army of God. Amen? And that's why he speaks in this way. Verse 7. So Joshua and his whole army came against them suddenly at the waters of Miram and attacked them. And the Lord gave them into the hand of Israel. God is way ahead of his people. He's way ahead of them. Of us, I should say. He's way ahead of us as his people. God declares the end in the beginning. 
He has told us what he's going to do. And many times he tells us how he's going to do it. The thing, though, with God is that he doesn't always tell us exactly when he's going to do it. Oftentimes, we have to just wait and see. We have to wait for him to act in our lives. And we have to trust that he's going to do what he has promised that he will do. And that's what Joshua had to do. People of Israel, the people of Israel, the descendants of Israel had to do. And we are like them in that way too, even to, even to this day. You know, the Bible reveals to us that the Lord, who is the commander of the army, is going to return to this earth. You know, we have to remember that this earth is our home. And one day will be our eternal home. You know, although many of us have gone on, many like Joshua and many of the people who are we reading about right now have died. They have passed on many, many years ago. They're in heaven, of course, with the Lord Jesus. But that is not the final place for them. The final place is here in this earth. And that's what God has promised us. That he's going to return. The Lord Jesus is going to return. And when he returns, there will be a new earth, a new heaven. It will be combined. And God will be our people. And we will be, or I should say God, uh, we will be the people of God. And, and, and God will be our God. He will be, we will be with him. We will be fellowshipping with him. We will be uh, with our Lord Jesus. Just as we are with each other right now. We are meeting with one another right now. And we will meet with God in the same way. It will be that real. And that's what we look forward to that day. So there are glimpses, again, of what God is planning to do and what he's planning just like he's talking to Joshua right now, our Lord Jesus, right? I believe was, again, even back then, there's glimpses of our Lord Jesus interacting with his people. That's what we look forward to. We look forward to a day when God, when, he's, when the Lord Jesus speaks to us, he's going to be speaking to us just like I'm speaking to you right now. He's going to be with us right here in the midst where we can see him, actually see him. We can actually Feel him and touch him and reach out and hug him. I can't wait to that day when I can hug Jesus. Verse 9. Joshua did to them as the Lord had directed. He hemmed strung their horses and burned their chariots. At that time, Joshua turned back and captured Hazar and put its king to the sword. Hazar had been the head of all these kingdoms during that time. Everyone in it, they put to the sword. They totally destroyed them, not sparing anything that breathed. And he burned up Hazar itself. Or Hazor itself. Joshua took all these royal cities 
and their kings and put them to the sword. He totally destroyed them as Moses, the servant of the Lord, had commanded. Yet Israel did not burn any of the cities built on their mounds except Hazor, which Joshua burned. The Israelites carried off for themselves all the plunder and livestock of their cities, put all the people, they put to the sword, but I'm sorry, but all the people, they put to the sword until they completely destroyed them, not sparing anyone that breathed. As the Lord commanded his servant Moses, so Moses commanded Joshua. And Joshua did it. He left nothing undone, all that the Lord commanded Moses. May we be the same. Whatever God tells us to do, whenever the Holy Spirit leads us to move, to act in a way that will truly glorify us, may we be obedient like Joshua was during this time. Do as God tells us to do so that we can be a blessing to him. Of course, we're going to be blessed in return. God makes that clear. He blesses those who blesses him. But we, we want to be a blessing to him more than, than we want to be blessed, I hope. Eventually, that's the place where I hope we all want to get. We want to be a blessing to our Lord because he has done so many things for us. He has given us new life in Christ Jesus. He has delivered us, saved us from eternal destruction. He has delivered us from the destructive forces and powers of sin. We no longer have to, we're no longer under the authority of sin and death. And for me, I don't know about you, that, that's enough. That's enough reason to obey God, and I hope it is for you. Verse 16. So Joshua took his entire land, the hill country, all the Negev, the whole region of Goshen, the western foothills, Arabah, and the mountains of Israel with their foothills from Mount Hazor, or I'm sorry, Mount Halak, which rises towards Seir, to Belgad in the valley of Lebanon, below Mount Hermon. He captured all their kings and struck them down, putting them to death. Joshua waged war against all these kings for a long time, except for the Hivites living in Gibeon. Not one city made a treaty of peace with the Israelites, who took them all in battle. For it was the Lord himself who hardened their hearts to wage war against Israel, so that he might destroy them totally, exterminating them without mercy, as the Lord had commanded Moses. At that time, Joshua went and destroyed the Anakites from the hill country, from Hebron, Deber, Anab, from all the hill country of Judah, and from all the hill country of Israel. Joshua totally destroyed them and their towns. No Anakites were left in the Israelite territory, only in Gaza, Gath, and Ashdod did any survive. So Joshua took the entire land just as the Lord had directed Moses, and he gave it as an inheritance to Israel according to their tribal divisions. 
Then, and only then, the land had rest from war. Now we must keep in mind, all these people that were destroyed, God had planned to destroy them way before Israel, Joshua and Israel had got there. He had planned to destroy them because they were wicked people. They were wicked kings. They were doing wicked things. They were doing things that God despised. He hated. And what we're seeing is we're seeing the justice of God being dispensed. Being, we're seeing God giving justice, or I should say doing justice as he must do, being that he is the God of justice, being that he is the one who sets the standards of the standards for right and wrong. And he, has war he had warned them that he would punish them if they go against him. He had warned them. The people of Gibeon, they knew that. And that's why they, they were smart. You know, although they lied and they, they deceitfully tricked Israel into making a covenant with them, they had, they, God, that was God's, really, that was God's mercy. God had revealed to them that he would do these things to, to, to that, that particular region of, of kings and people in Canaan. And so basically he's just doing what is right. To us it may not seem right because we don't know about all the things that are going on behind the scenes, especially in the spiritual realms, the heavenly realms. We don't, we don't know. We don't know fully the hearts, the, the, the deceitfulness, the wickedness of the heart of, of, of the, the leaders of these nations and so forth. We don't understand oftentimes or we forget that it's Satan who is the leader of these people and he has led them down a path of destruction. That's why it's so important that we must choose our leaders. We, should, we, we, we must choose our leaders. And we must be careful who we follow because it can lead you down a path of destruction. It can lead you down a path where you are actually in rebellion against God. Amen? And we don't want to do anything that displeases God. That's for sure. Hope you're at that place. That you don't want to do anything that displeases God. And so that's why it's important that each day we do what we do. We rise and we remind ourselves that, you know, yes, we are saved. That's for sure. Jesus has saved us. From our sin. We're no longer under authority of sin. But we're to use our salvation. We are to use our gifts. It's a gift. We are to use our gifts to glorify God. Amen? Not to please ourselves. Not so much to please ourselves as to please Him. I hope that's where you're at. And I hope that we will do that this day. With heads bowed and eyes closed, let us pray. Lord God, you have spoken once again this morning through your word. And I pray as always, Father, that we would not only be hearers of your word, but doers as well. And so I pray today, Father, that we would do all that you will according to your eternal plan and purpose, which you have determined in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Pray that we be led by your spirit today. 
Pray that you would keep us from falling into the temptation of sinning against you, a most holy and righteous God. And when we sin, once again, we would just turn away from our sin, repent, confess, and ask for forgiveness, and trust that you will forgive us, because we are your people, and you are our God forevermore. In Jesus' name, I ask and pray. Amen.